Welcome to another prequel episode of the Knowledge from the Couch podcast. I'm Kyle, as of yet, still the host of this show, nearly 30 episodes strong. Uh, in fact, the 29th and 30th episode will be coming up here in the next month. So that's a pretty interesting little milestone to think about, that this little dumb show that I felt like doing last year has already grown into, it's actually technically over 30 episodes already with the, the many episodes and other stuff that I've done, and, and these little things, if you want to count those as episodes, because they, they kind of are, they are part of you know the time it takes to make this show, they are content that is of a certain length, but I wouldn't call them truly episodes per se. Um, so I'm going to continue with you know the regular numbering, and we'll just kind of go off of off of that entire situation, but it's good. It's good to talk to 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 you all, all all four of you listening now. It's it's um. It's been tough lately. This is obviously the prequel episodes, as I stated on uh, the first one last month, uh, are the episodes that I want to use to really just kind of lay it back, talk to the audience. That audience being you, lovely people. And just say how it's going with the show, how it's going with my life, why I do the things that I do. So lately, as as listeners of the show may may be aware, and friends of mine who are listeners are aware, I am currently working as a registered nurse in Lincoln, Nebraska, and I'm getting closer to the end of my uh, my orientation days and to the very scariest time where I actually have to do all this stuff on my own without any sort of, you know, built-in backup help and, and you know, becoming more uh, autonomous. And, and it's a it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a scary thought, you know. I mean, who, you know, when you go into what you want to do in the profession and you kind of think, you know, my own personality said, yeah, I want to do something where I have the ability to, to use critical thinking, the ability to become more autonomous and then you actually get into practice and you're like oh boy I'm getting what I wished for for absolutely certain and really the biggest part of it is you're you're just afraid of letting people down and you're afraid of making the wrong decision or making no decision at all when you need to make one so a lot of that stuff is 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 weighing on my mind at at all hours of the day. It's it's interesting, isn't it? It's interesting when we first started doing this show, and I would kind of complain or talk or whatever you want to call it, uh, about the stressors of my life, you know, separate from the actual show itself. And it's one of the big reasons why. I started to do these prequel episodes and, and have laid a lot of that stuff off of the beginning and ends of the regular episodes because at first it was it was endearing and fun because it was mostly just a show that only a couple people that knew me listened to and now that there are a few more people listening who maybe aren't necessarily uh, privy to 
the things in my life, I decided that I was going to take all that bullshit, which I do enjoy speaking about here and there, and I enjoy giving people an insight into you know the host's mind and everything, that I decided to take those out of the episodes or very, very much minimalize those things and then plop them into these prequel episodes every month. So you get kind of an update still every once in a blue moon, and we can still shoot the shit without having to actually talk about anything uh, content-wise worthwhile and and you know make the episodes a little more streamlined and we still get the the effect of the show just a little bit rearranged. So anyhow, at the beginning of the show as I was speaking of at the beginning, you know, the nexus of the, the creation of the show and I would I would talk about that stuff. The biggest thing I would talk about is, you know, trying to graduate from nursing school and the the, the stresses therein and, you know, what I had to do in terms of graduating itself plus the uh, all the part time work I was putting in, so basically every single day was either work or school, and it was just such a you know stressful thing. And that this show was kind of a an escape from that stress, and I really enjoyed doing that. Is that you know it is as its own thing, and I had you know only limited amount of time back then to do it, and it was tough now. And I figured you know once I graduate school and all I have to do is work, and that's it. That the show should just roll off the tip of my tongue, and I should be able to blast through episodes, and we'll have so much extra time and whatever to do, just shit tons of content. And I'm finding that that is not the case at all. Uh, in fact, I've really found that I have almost less time now than I did before, and it's it's strange to think about because if you if you're looking at me working, you know, basically three days a week, and that's all. Well, those three days are basically completely off the table. Uh, you know, 12-hour shift, which is really 13 hours, you know, in a single day, that basically leaves a couple hours open when you're not sleeping. And if you're doing a lot of those days, you know, in, in quick succession, there really isn't a ton of time to fit in to do the show. Plus, you know, maybe you have a one random day off between, you know, maybe you do two shifts, you have a day off and you do another one. That day off, you don't really ever feel like getting up and doing the show. And that's not to say that I feel like the show is work by any means. I mean, I'm not getting paid for it, and I have continued to do it you know, despite that lack of income coming into the show, which is good because, honestly, I'd rather do the show because I like to do it rather than because I have to do it because someone's paying me. But at the same time, sometimes after you do two long shifts in a row and you wake up, you just kind of want to relax and and just be a vegetable instead of going in finding your topic researching your topic popping the microphone open doing a show this that and the other thing editing the thing and then releasing it you know even though I can do that a lot quicker than I used to be able to it still takes a significant amount of time and you know I'm finding especially now that I'm doing some night shifts which will be probably more the the typical type of shift that I do Going forward, uh, those especially lead to some real wonky feelings of like, what am I doing? What time is it? What's happening? Uh, In my life, I have always been a morning person. My parents put me in morning kindergarten. Shout out to mom and dad for putting me in the right spot. Uh, my parents put me in morning kindergarten. This is back in the day uh, for you younger folks, uh, you younger American folks, I should say, where kindergarten, when I was that age, was two parts. Like I think today, I don't know if it's actually true. Maybe they do like a 
pro-rated day or maybe a full day, but it's you know full of like bullshit. Back in my day, back in my day, young ones, kindergarten was two halves. You had a morning kindergarten, which would go from like you know seven to eleven thirty or noon, and then you had afternoon kindergarten, which would go to like from like eleven thirty or twelve to like three or four in the afternoon or whatever it was. So you had. One half, two halves, and uh, I'm from a very small town, and my graduating class, had I stayed there through senior year, which I didn't, but had I stayed there, my graduating class would have been like maybe 26 or 7, something like that, and there are grand whopping like four, five of us, I think, in morning kindergarten, and then like 20 of us in afternoon, because nobody is a morning person. Except for me, I am a morning person. I always have been. I've never had trouble getting up early in the morning. At all, you know, all through school and high school when I was a band geek and same as college, you know, you had to get up at five in the morning to go be on the field by 630 to, you know, rehearse and practice and do all that stuff. I've worked jobs since I graduated my first time in college doing work that started anywhere between 4 a.m. and 6 a.m. So I am used to going to bed early, getting up early and spending sort of a, a, you know, a day doing things like that. Here comes night shift then, where you start in the evening, go up all night, and then get home, usually at a moment after I would have already woken up for the day. So my schedule is completely, completely reversed. So it's 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 a weird, strange feeling for me because I my body has just had 30 plus good years to get used to going to bed at a certain time and getting up at a certain time within a couple of hours. I mean, I always complain every single year about why I fucking hate daylight savings time and how it just totally screws me up. It's only an hour. It's not even a huge deal. But if you are consistently working a schedule that you get up early in the morning and you spring fucking forward, it really throws a wrench in your plans and you just, you know, lose that hour of sleep and it takes you a good couple, two, three weeks to really get used to that this is now your life. Um, night shift is a complete opposite. It's like instead of shifting your life a whole hour in either direction, you shift your life a whole 12 hours in either direction. And it is strange for me. I'm, I'm getting used to it. I've only done a, a handful uh, as of this point, but I'm getting used to it. But it's still like, man, it, it's just a tough thing to tough thing to 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 wrap your mind around when you're so used to a certain way of doing things. And if any of my uh, current co-workers or nursing friends happen to be listening to the show. Uh, I know I'm complaining to a bunch of the tiniest violins on earth, so you can just disregard my complaints uh, completely. Uh, you guys know what I'm talking about, but you're also all much smarter and better than me, so I will just uh, continue to talk to the people who would, you know, are going to give me sympathy for my nonsense. Uh, anyhow, as it relates to the show, doing that type of shift work and especially shift work that I'm not really used to makes me a tired boy and it's tougher to to carve out time to really do this stuff and I'll let you in on a little magic behind the scenes of the show I'm literally recording this right now if you're listening to this show right now there's a very good chance if you're one of my fresh listeners who listens to it you know when it's uh when it is available and you are uh, able to download it right away. I recorded this probably two hours before you're listening to it. I'm recording this on the Friday that I'm releasing it because I just didn't have any real good time to do it during the week. 
and now I'm doing it on Friday. And, you know, it was just one of those things where sometimes you just kind of carve out the time for the stuff you like to do, even if it's a little inconvenient. And it kind of sucks because I so desperately want to stay super consistent on my Friday release schedule. And I have been. I, I, I have not missed a Friday since episode one on having a show during that time. And in fact, I've had, you know, bonus episodes in between times. So I've been ultra consistent with that. But I just I I know that at some point in the future, and I, I'm going to try to push that off as much as I can. But I know at some point in the future, I'm going to miss a Friday. I just hope it's a long time in the future from now. But the way work goes, sometimes that's just the way it sort of feels, you know, if you don't have time. And shout out to my friend Aaron Hogue, who does the All Things Action video cast, of which I did a couple episodes. You should go check out their YouTube. I will link it in my links for this episode. Uh, it, it is typically Aaron and his son doing this show together, talking about uh, action stuff and comic book stuff and all kinds of stuff like that. But recently, I did a couple episodes with him, and he's got you know a family and two kids and a full-time job. And he still manages to carve out time, and he hasn't missed a, a a weekly release yet either. And his show is much, much more complicated than mine is to edit. All I do is talk at a screen and this, that, and the other thing, and I can pump out a full-blown show in usually a couple hours or less, whereas his involves video on top of the audio and then doing visual effects on top of that stuff, which takes him many hours I don't even want to know how many hours it really took for him to do the, the both the episodes that I was a part of with him, both of which were about an hour long a piece. So that must have taken a great deal of time, and he still never missed a thing. So I don't really have too much to complain about, but at the same time, you know, it's just, it can be tough. So there you go. There's a 15-minute long rundown of why the episodes seem to be weirdly inconsistently released on Fridays and stuff, even though I haven't missed any yet. It's just work stuff. It's just life things where I'm just getting used to the new normal. And getting used to the new normal means that there is growing pains here, there, and everywhere. Other than that, that's just kind of an update on my life in general and and, and where the show is headed. I have no plans on changing the format of the show anytime soon. We're still in the midst of our second season, which will probably run somewhere between 20 and 25 episodes itself. We did 20 episodes for our first season, and it wasn't the first season at that time, but then I decided to season them up a little bit like that. So now we'll get... 20 plus episodes around for this season. We've already done eight, so we're uh, just about halfway through it. This month, the month of April, we are going to make it ladies' night, baby. It is ladies' night at the Knowledge from the Couch podcast. We are going to be doing for the four shows in April an expose on different amazing women in history. And obviously, we've done this a few times during the regular first season when I was just sort of picking topics out of my hat with people like Bessie Coleman and Nellie Bly and Hedy Lamar and others of that nature. But there are still so many women we have not talked about and we have not uh, explored the stories of and who are amazing and have their own amazing stories. And we are going to delve into four of those particular women when we go into Ladies Month 
on the Knowledge from the Couch podcast, April of 2018. So that is what you have to look forward to on the show this month upcoming. I hope that you will tell your friends about the show. I hope that you enjoy listening to the show. If you don't, go ahead and let me know. I can take the criticism. There's no problem not enjoying what you're hearing. If you do like the show, I'd like to hear about that too. I'd like to en- to hear about you know, the things that you like so that I can do more of the stuff that people enjoy. If you'd like to, go ahead and when you're telling your friends about the show, you can tell them because I know that you listening, you're an amazing person and you're already subscribed uh, to the show on whatever podcast app that you enjoy using. Tell those friends, hey guys, I, I you know, I, I listen to podcasts and man, there there's so many good ones, but there's just this one in particular and it's this guy and he's got this real nasally tenor voice and he's weird to listen to. His name is Kyle and he talks about history every week and it's weird and funny and I think you should go take a listen to it when you tell your friends that tell them to to run on over to their nearest podcast app if they have an iphone then it's apple Podcasts is very likely what they're using tell them to go on there if they're running an android phone or maybe they're one of the last people using a blackberry or windows phone tell them to run over to stitcher or to overcast or to pocketcast or to tune in or to whatever the other goddamn apps are that get you to podcast google play other things of that nature, and tell them to search for the Knowledge from the Couch podcast, subscribe, so that they don't miss any of the episodes. They can go back to the back catalog, every single episode I've ever done. Way back to episode one, Teddy Roosevelt, is available for you and your listening pleasure. I have, let me check the books here quick. I'm going to do some clicking and bullshit, so if you hear clicking in the background, sorry about that. I have 1,400 minutes of audio content uh, available for everyone's listening pleasure. Already 155,000 total minutes have been listened to according to my podcast analytics. We have over 3,600 downloads so far. It's um, it's pretty modest numbers, I would say, but there are people listening, and there's lots to listen to if you are into history in any way, shape, or form. When those people run to their podcast apps and, and subscribe to the show because they're so taken aback at how awesome it is, tell them to leave a review about the same thing. You know, that kind of helps other people see that the show exists and that, that they can go and listen to it. So that would be highly appreciated, of course. And I know I sound like a broken record every single time I say it, but if you don't say it every time, then people don't think to do stuff. That's just a, a rule, uh, a fast and hard rule in life in general, about people in general. If you tell stuff to someone over and over again, it reinforces it in their brain, and then eventually they don't forget it. If you want to hear more from me in particular, not necessarily from the show's point of view, but if you like reading words on the screen that I might have typed out at some point, you can follow me on Twitter at Kyle Steinhauser. I usually uh, post random bullshit here. Uh, I'm, I'm trying my best right now to get blocked by Mike Huckabee. That's my biggest uh, Twitter goal at the moment. Um, so I'm trying that every once in a while. Uh, haven't haven't succeeded yet, but I think I'm going to get there at some point uh, down the line. Uh, other than that, I usually retweet and favorite people that I like. Uh, random tweets here and there, uh, especially retweeting Nihilist Arby's whenever I, I get a kick out of one of their ridiculous, uh, insane tweets that they do on a daily basis. 
it, it, it's a it's an interesting enough follow. I would say you can follow the show at the Couch Pod. Uh, I don't post on there as much as I should, but if you'd like to follow the show, that is the Twitter account for said show. You can go on Facebook and tell your friends to uh, follow us on there as well. Search the Knowledge from the Couch podcast on Facebook, and you will find a 100 strong plus group taking a look at all the bullshit that I post on a weekly basis. You can email the show, knowledgecouch at gmail.com. Uh, get stuff on there every once in a while. Everybody enjoying living in 1998 world where email was a huge thing. And uh, now it's just a bullshit thing where people just, you know, t- talk to each other about meetings. Uh, not nearly as important as a form of communication as it used to be, but people seem to like it and you got to have an email address. So you can email the show at that one if you would like to guys thank you so much for listening to me ramble and go on and on forever on this prequel episode i hope you enjoyed just getting an insight on my life and the show in general remember april is ladies month on the knowledge from the couch podcast guys until that next friday i will talk into your ears later Do anything for you.